Okay, so firstly, before today's show, we just want to take a moment to say thanks to everybody who's supporting us on Patreon. For just £4 a month, you can get early access to all of our podcast interviews that we're doing at the moment. We've recently had Charlie Hull, Hudson Swafford, and we've got one coming out this week with Matthew Baldwin. We've had plenty of golf insights, and for £4 a month, you get early access to those interviews, plus the video to enhance your viewing experience. And you'll also get access to the videos for our weekly review podcasts, including this one today. And like we said, it's it's a support mechanism for podcasts because we don't make any money and we put a, bit, a lot of effort in, don't we? So it's it's just a little thing that people can go and support it. And if not, just listening is enough to support us as well. So we thank you for that as well. Yeah, we really do appreciate all of that. And we hope you enjoy today's show. Welcome to the Bogey Boys podcast. You're joined here by Kevin and Mark, as always, and we've got a guest, Mr. Connor Wynn Stanley. How are we? Cheers, yeah, good mate, good mate. Thanks for having us, boys. No oh, you, you're welcome. Uh, what's what's the script at the moment with the European tour when he when he is back out there when he's open to start? Uh, I, I think it's looking like Kenya at the minute. Back to about weeks out in Kenya, yeah. Bit of sun, like. Uh, Lovely. It just got a bit warmer today, didn't it, as well, to be fair, but it's roasting today. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect winter's day for a bit of golf today, wasn't it, to be fair, I but uh, I mean, not allowed, are we? <laughs> still, still cooked up in the house, I know. Um, oh, hopefully, right. hopefully, hopefully not for too long. So, as part of, as part of our podcast shows um, at the beginning, we go through a couple of questions and a couple of... Uh, in a bit of industry news in the golf, and obviously one yeah, thing that's, yeah. one thing that's hit the news this week is the PJ of America uh, allowing distance measuring devices um, yeah. for the for the PJ Championship, the Women's PJ Championship, and the Seniors PJ Championship as well. So yeah. good good to just get you on as a caddy oh, no, um, yeah. who obviously doesn't use them in a tournament environment, yeah. but p- potentially if if this goes well, could start using them in the future. Just to get your opinion on the whole on the whole saga, really. Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, obviously, the reason for doing this is to try and speed up slow play, uh, which, I, I mean, yes, if we go out for a knock uh, on a Saturday or whatever and we want to find out how far the flag is, great, like the bushel's rapid, you just get it out of your bag, zap, bang, off we go. But th- these boys on tour, like, the sole, like, particular with yardages, they want, to, uh, they want to know more numbers than just the flag. Uh, they want to know the cover yardage. They want to know the back edge yardage, where we want to put from. Like the bushel, the bushel doesn't tell you that. It'll, yeah. Obviously, it will tell you how far it is. But I mean, like the slope, are they going to allow slope? Because if they don't, then you have in your book if it's plus three uphill, minus three downhill. So you got to get your book out anyway. So yeah. I'm like, if you're going to speed it up, you're going to have to like neutralize getting rid of a book. But that's never going to happen. Like you're yeah. not going to get rid of a book because that's that's your Bible. That's your uh, that's your secret, really, for getting around a golf course. That's it. And what go, what goes it, in what goes into the book then? So obviously comparing that to bushel, because I use a bushel when I play. Yeah, like yeah. It is. It is a convenience thing because at the golf club I play at, there's yardage on the sprinkler heads, but not all golf clubs. Yeah, have that. exactly. So yeah, yeah. You, you do need to rely on something, so it is quicker for us when we're playing and not, like you say. But what, no, what, type, what type of stuff goes into what what you do? Yeah, I mean, well. Firstly, like actually getting the yardage isn't overly difficult. Well, when you when you get there in the practice rounds, you'll have um, the guys on the European tour have already marked out 
all your different coloured dots in the fairway, that symbol, uh, how far it is to the front edge, which is in your book. So let's say we've got a, a yellow cross that's 200 to the front. Uh, and our ball's 10 yards in front, so we'll pace off from that. We've got 190 to the front. Uh, let's say the flag's on 15 yards or so, then you just you just add your 15 and you get your number there. And that's not the world's slowest yeah. thing to do, is it really? Like You're probably doing that in your head as your mate's sitting. Yeah. Or you're doing it as you're walking up there, you're flicking the book out, you're having a look at it. Anyway, most pros, like they do the yards themselves as well, so you're both doing it. So it's not a case of like, oh my God, I'm 50 yards further back because I've just gone for a dump in the toilet. Like, like oh, he yeah. can do it as well. Like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. that's fine. But like, as far as the book goes, like you imagine, I know we spoke about the Sky Caddy does have everything on there. But uh, again, I don't know what they've, what they've said about having the Sky Caddy uh, compared to a Bushnell. But, like, look at the blind stuff. Like, how, how can you say any of that with a bushel? Well, that's the, you want to say that because a distance measuring device, because I see where Mark uh, edged away from the word bushel at, at the start. <laughs> distance measuring device can be a sky caddy. Surely that measures the distance and it's a device. Yeah, I mean, like, by, it is by a definition. Much, yeah, so yeah like, I, I, again, so- I, I've never really had much experience with a, with a sky caddy, too. I don't know if it would say if it's uphill, downhill, but again, that's another question that I don't know. That's the, the left one, in the PJs the one, on. me, the one that me, um, sponsors the show, Arcos, they tell yeah. you everything. It's like the wind, the temperature, the uh, uphill, downhill. It tells you the lot. Jeez. So like, they're, they're, they're going to put me out of business, like if they're telling <laughs> yeah. the wind as well. You might as well get one of them, innit? But like you say, though the PGA of America have turned around. They said they're not allowing the slope. They're not allowing um, to any right. any any club recommendations. So all they're allowing. You've got to get the do. book out. I mean, if you you're hitting it up your nose, like let's say, uh, I don't know, it's SNA is not overly the the most hilly course in the world, is it? So bad example, like, but maybe like seven hitting into mm-hmm. seven. What yeah. what does it say on you on the book? Whatever, it's going to be a couple of yards. And then boys, are that like accurate and stuff with hitting numbers with the trapmans and the quads they have. It, they're going to want to know that. You ain't just going to go, yeah, I reckon it might be about five uphill. Yeah. Well, that's not good enough for them boys. Like, yeah. you're getting a clip around the head there if you get that. How do you, in the practice days and stuff, how do you determine how high it is? Well, essentially, you actually get there, it'll say in your book. Oh, I uh, see. It'll say book. that it's plus four, plus five, but you check with the bushnel. Par threes, especially, like, you stand on the tee, you want to check if it's right because they're more often or not where, like, in the caddy, if he's hitting it straight at the flag, you're thinking like, oh, I hope this ain't long. Or I hope this ain't short. It's <laughs> yeah. He's getting in the neck for 150 yards. Like. <laughs> Definitely. Well, you can use you can use the slope, can't you? So on, on when you walk on the course and you practice these. Yeah, exactly. So that's what, that's where your Bushnell is your best mate, really. Like you, you can find out as much as you want to find out that the book doesn't show you on there. And that's why, why for me, I, I'm not the biggest fan of him being in competition because let's say uh, I'm going out there and I'm Bushnelling everything. Like, I've got so many notes in my book. I've got this tree is 280 off the tree. It's 240 to get over that bit of the water. This is that. This is this. So many numbers. I've done my own work as good as I can. But the guy next to me has just rocked up on Thursday morning. He's still drunk and he's just going zap, zap, zap. I'm like, hold on a minute. I've slugged around here for two days now and you're just doing yeah, the same thing. That- that just means you can go. You can go and get drunk on the Wednesday now. No, you're right. Well, I was going to get up on the Thursday. <laughs> yeah, you'll still be drinking on the Thursday. <laughs> you can therefore recover better than me. Billions. But I uh, kind of. So do you know, um, say how long have you had you for Richard? Ooh, be coming up just over two years. Two years. So, yeah. So you were with him on the lower tours and stuff. I was, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Euro so pro, when, when he was. Pl- 
when he's playing his club championships, when he was when he was coming through, was he using books yep. then? Like, when did the book actually? Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, when was great, he start using it? Great, great point. Like, uh, that's a lot of the guys get taught on international setups. Uh, ah. They go through cost strategies, and this is how to work a book, pace of yardage. I mean, again, like it's not rocket science to count your steps off a uh, off a dot and stuff like that. But the skill of using it and uh, really analysing it, I suppose, like there's an element of you just got to learn yourself. You might do a book compared to me so differently, but yours ain't wrong, mine ain't wrong. It's just you want to look for certain stuff. Rich spent um, four years out in America at Nova in Florida, so he probably learned the majority of it out there, but you bang on. Like, I personally feel like instead of going this way where we're going, let's use distance measuring devices in the golf, in the top-level golf, let's actually break it down, scale it all back to let's get a book in our hand as, as soon as we can. Yeah, maybe yeah. not on a, a Saturday monthly medal with 150, uh, <laughs> 150 guys playing with the mates, like, because it's, it's going to take a while, like, but yeah, like at elite amateur level and like the lower mini tours and stuff like that, I think, I think it'd be great to not sit, ban the measuring, ban the distance of measuring devices, but like put them aside and like actually use this now because you're going to need it if you climb this ladder. So then it's oh, not a whole yeah. different ball game for you. Well, that that makes sense. That makes sense as well, though, because then when they get used to using that book and being familiar with that book and then they, exactly. they, do, they do climb that ladder, it's going to naturally speed up play anyway because they'll trust you know the book. 100%. I remember um, out on your pro, like, when you could use the bushnels and stuff, and they, exactly what I've just been saying to you boys about having to get the slope out of the book and working out covers and stuff, you was doing that, and it just become a bit more of a, a hassle, if anything, to actually get it out of the bag, put it back in the bag, then get your book out and... It's just a bit like, well, why don't we just use the book? We've just got the book out. Let, let's just use that because the bushnel doesn't show us everything. So yeah. like, my notes ain't in the bushnel. They don't flag up on the screen. I mean, it would be pretty cool if it flagged up and said, don't go along or whatever like that. But then again, I'm back in the bar then, aren't I? <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah. that's, it's, it is good. And uh, I don't know. The guys on the Europro say like their, their round times are faster than, are faster than the, the main tours and they use bushnels. But I think there's all sorts that come in play there. Course setups. I'm not. I'm not slagging off your pro courses for a minute. Like it's great. Yeah, money for one. Exactly. You're sweating out over mm. 400 grand compared to 40 quid. It's oh, it's a different world, yeah. isn't it? That. Yeah. Definitely. But uh, but you're looking at like course setups and the roughs cut down quite a bit. You're playing on more like courses we'll be used to playing compared to these 7,400 yard monsters we need to eat rough. Like that. That's different. Yeah. It's going to take longer playing one of them golf courses. You've got to walk for longer for starters yeah. and the green books. I'd, the green books are the one that go for me. If you, if someone said to me now, like Connor, you're in charge of speeding up pro golf. What'd you do? And it's green books, like straight away to go. As much yeah. as like me and Rich will use a green book because, like, if I'm not using it, you're using it. You've got an advantage on me. You know the breaks. You know where the best place to put from. Like we're gonna use it. But the amount of time they take, like you get down over a putt. I think it's right to left. Rich thinks it's right to left. The book says it's straight. We're like. Uh, what do we do here? Yeah, there's that that doubt that that's that crops in and that takes even longer. So but it's that again, again, that's an interesting point because Shaq's who's a who's a who's a friend of the show, David Shaq, yeah, he uses yeah. the exact same thing. He uses it out on the EU Legends tour, uh, the senior yeah. tour, and they use that and they say it does speed up play using the bushnell. If you want to yeah. play even more, they remove the remove the green. Yeah, yeah, but again, back to that point of course setup is is the one which for me takes the time, like. Again, I, I ain't slagging off the seniors tall, but there's no way they're stepping foot on a, a Valderrama or a, a Paris National where it's a brutal trap with a long rough and you've got to really like do some serious walking because at the end of the day, like 
no offense to the old guys like the, the seniors, have they? They've they've done it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, not not Shaq. It's like he's not the oldest one of the bunch, like is he? But you've got uh, you've got guys out there who's done it for a long time, and maybe they deserve a bit of a shorter walk. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Daniel Daniel Berg is a good example as well because obviously he's won this he's won this week, and I've seen yeah. all the all the comments on Twitter and the frustrations about how long he was taking in his routine. Do you know, before, uh, with the on the greens, the yeah, with yeah. it, stand over it with the marker, and does that go back to the green book? Just wanting to get the yeah. exact. Yeah, I mean, I, I watched it there on Sunday, but I was, I'm not overly sure. I've seen much of the book coming out. I mean, I don't know if they were looking at it somewhere else, but it, the way he was twisting it and moving it in the caddy behind, and I was just yeah, a bit like, 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 what, what difference is him the caddy being behind while he moves the ball when the marker's there to the caddy just lining them up? It, like, what got banned? And, uh, that's like, exactly what, what I, I said to that's man. very yeah. close to bending the rules, it, isn't it? Exactly. That's what exactly what I said to my old man. Because if you essentially get that line right as the caddy's behind you, he's done as much as he could do to get the face right. It's, it's the same as lining you up, isn't it, really? That's exactly what I said. I said it's, like, just, it's the exact same. That's next, isn't it? That's the next. Yeah. Uh, Got to be an announcement. Like, you can't be doing that. I was Probably watching it like, I mean, fair play, like he was rolling him in, but it was like, yeah, yeah, he was. a minute. It's like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Though that is sketchy. What are your thoughts on say, but like we were talking about the Arcos te- technology that gives you everything, and yeah, we know that you're there more than just to get the yardages for like reassure, yeah, yeah. like to have a chat to keep to keep a mind occupied. Yeah, yeah, take a weight off his shoulders. Literally, we're carrying the bag. <laughs> yeah, like, right. so what are your thoughts on getting just getting every bit of information that they possibly can have, for, like, and just giving it to them, and then they've, all you've got to do is swing the club then. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, again, great point. But I think that technology would be great at kind of club golf level. I mean, obviously, it's great at pro golf, knowing a lot. But if I went to Rich and said, like, everything this this Arcos device is is giving to you, he'd be just like, come shut up. Like, we don't do that. Yeah, I want to know this, this and that. You know what I want to know. Like, all of this is going to fry my head. If that Arcos comes and says, like, it's 190. You get get all the information. Oh, I'd look at the information. And, and then dictate, you just have to deliver, yeah, the, deliver, deliver. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, again, but, but then for me, it's back to homework. And like, if you ain't like, if you do your homework right, I suppose you're doing what that's doing. But if you don't yeah. do your homework right, that, that's your best mate. And if you want to roll up on a Thursday, like we said, still drunk, yeah, I got this great. Yeah, like, you can't, so. you can't, you can't do your homework on the wind because it could gust or, or like you can. Yeah, it, no, you, it's you can, you can to a degree. Like again, like we spoke about you. To a degree, you know exactly where that wind's coming from. I mean, it can bounce around in the trees and stuff. And you check the forecast at the start of the day, how strong it's going to get. You know what your high gusts are. You know what your set standard wind is. You can get a feel for it, definitely. But, I mean, at that exact second, yeah, I mean, there's no chance. Yeah. But, again, I don't think that's legal, is it? Is that legal no. to know exactly how strong that wind is at that point? Well, it's, 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 got a, it's, it's got a tournament mode on it, which takes it off. All right, awesome. What I'm saying is it's not legal, definitely. But I'm saying, what are your thoughts on just getting it all and just... Uh, unreal. I think that's great. I, I think if you was to, I don't know, if, if Joe blogs and his, his Saturday comp there at SNA on a Saturday, we'll still have that. That's, I mean, that's creating a bit of a talk caddy experience for a guy just playing his monthly medal. I think that's awesome. Yeah, I, yeah, that's what it is. I, can't really, I can't really see a route for it in pro golf because then I've got to go find somewhere else to do and <laughs> I'm happy <laughs> with the sun on my back. That's all, that's <laughs> all you care about is your, yeah. is your job. <laughs> yeah, I'm not plugging that one. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to plug that one. <laughs> but I think it's great. It's great, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, fantastic stuff, mate. Yeah. So, yeah, you're, you're against the Bushnells at the moment, then, are you? You think it's just there's yeah. more to it? I think so, yeah. I mean, again, like we said, on a Saturday comp, I think I definitely have a... I mean, I use a Bushnell when I'm playing golf. But... Mm. Um, 
Uh, I think it does take a bit of the element of the skill of using the book and doing your own work and stuff. It's just a bit of a slapdash quick. There you go, off you go. Yeah, I think I I I I'm inclined to to agree with you. I think um I think if you you're using the book anyway, and you're using the green book anyway, and you're just adding the bushnell, then there's no way it's going to speed up play because all you do exactly. is add there's all sorts going advice on. and adding questions. Yeah, and, and that's before we start arguing. <laughs> <laughs> that's before we start falling out. I, I I was saying last week. I don't know if you if you listened to the show or not, but I was saying yeah, yeah. last week like we should let let all the golfers get on steroids, like let them do what, like change all the rules so it's just easy, and let's go and see who can actually hit the furthest and who can do the best. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah, a, that's, what I I'm mean, that's probably a. <laughs> That's probably a little modification tournament coming soon, isn't it? I mean, the way Bryson's doing everything, yeah. it's just, yeah, it's just exactly, obscene, yeah. isn't it? A bit like he is a nuts, <laughs> but, but he? I think Bry- Bryson's his own level of an arcos, and he like that he guy's is. just got it all to a, a level of not many computers are getting to. Well, yeah, no. definitely. Yeah, he's, def- he's definitely got got more brain cells than any of us. Yeah, that, that's one bag I'm not. I'm not keen on jumping on like I'm happy with <laughs> I'm in Rich's normal numbers. <laughs> yeah, that's it, definitely. Well, yeah. look, Connor, I, I appreciate you taking the time to speak to us. We're no, gonna, no. We're gonna do a we're gonna do a full caddy series, and we'd be interesting to get you on and hear your full journey. And, and awesome, mate. That'd be great. And hopefully, hopefully by that time you've got a W. Oh, yeah. that'd be even better. And then the bars are open back in Birkdale, and we'll go get hard and have a few beers. Definitely. Yeah, 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 forward yeah, to fun, it. Like. Looking forward to it, Connor. Yeah. yeah. Top, lads. Thanks for having me on, fellas. No, you're very welcome, and I wish you all the best this this year. If we don't speak to you before the first tournament, thanks, lads. Good right, Thank then. you. Cheers, boys. Yeah, See you after. Top right, lads. Right, Catch right. you after. Some great insights there from Connor, wasn't it? Oh, mate. Well, it, the only way to get a full—it's only affecting him, really, isn't it? Or like his profession. Like we can talk all we want about it, but it's nice to hear someone who's. Actually, like the work, he, well, he's basically just scared for his job, isn't he? Really? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. No, it's good. It's good. Well, to, it's good to get how he feels about the whole situation because he's there on a daily basis. He's yeah. having to go out and get these yardages and get and get get all this information. Well, so he, I, I, I just I do my own work, and he just rocks up drunk, and I'm like, well, oh, why don't you just rock up drunk then? <laughs> That's right. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, will, well, he, will he get up? <laughs> well, I, know, I, I know we wouldn't. But yeah, it's good. To, it, it is good to see, even good to see what goes into like what he does and like the, the what them books are actually offering and what level that you start using a book because I know I don't use a book. Yeah, I know I'm, I'm only club golf, but like if I start playing Northern Order of Merits, will I start using a book? Or I, I, I don't think I would, to be honest. No, no. I suppose we're not dialed in as much with the averages, are we? Whereas well, they you might know. Not be. <laughs> I can, I'm, I can safely say we there. So yeah. they, they know the difference between a 98 swing and a 99 swing or a 100 swing. They, they, they're that. That's whereas me and oh, you. Yeah. Whereas me and you, if it's what one. If it's you, tell me it's 120, or you tell me it's 135. I'm using the same club. Yeah, I know the difference <laughs> between it. It's a one yard, but I don't know how to get it there. <laughs> <laughs> but there is there is some other news as well. One one interesting piece of news that I read: um, the use of CBD oil. It's yeah. on the rise in golf. I've had my mum on that for a while, to be honest. She's been having it for like pain relief and, di- and different things. It's like the same. Saying, yeah, it's healing prop, natural healing properties in it. Yeah, well, it's the same as as like normal like marijuana, but it doesn't have the THC, which has got the this like the psychosis sort of effect of what why weed is is actually illegal. So it's okay. the same sort of stuff. Yeah, it's good for like recovery and like you can get it. We got it in like a balm. There's a there's balms that you can get in your room it on your muscles and then that'll like soak into your muscle and heal it or you can get the drops under your um, tongue and then that'll give you 
it'll help you as well. But I've seen a few of them actually puffing on it from the vapes and stuff. Interesting. Yeah, I suppose it's. it's did, you, a... did you not know? Did you not know I was an expert on CBD? There, <laughs> I do now. <laughs> Thought I dropped that news in, and I was like, "Didn't know." Speaking to Doctor Marijuana, we talked the weed. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, well, interesting, interesting week of golf there at the AT and T Pebble Beach. It was what you call it. I don't, not a fail, but another week that was that could have been for Jordan, Big Jordan. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's again. It's one of them. He, he gets us all hyped up and ready on a Saturday night, thinking, "Oh, here we go. This is it. This is the week." And then he just within within five or six holes, you're like, "Oh, Jesus!" Anti climax. I know two hole out, two hole out eagles. And I was, when he held that one on the on the Saturday, I was just like, "That he's, he's going to do this." This is that. How, how good was that? Yeah, unbelievable, wasn't it? I know. I couldn't believe my eyes when I seen it go in, but to, to do it twice as well. Did you see, though, I did call, I didn't say it on the podcast, but I did call that he would, well, I said a bit later, I said, you're back now on Sunday, be leading, and he'll crumble, but he, he actually crumbled before, and uh, he just mustn't be there mentally. It's interesting you should talk about the Eagles there, though, because um, Daniel Berger, four Eagles, enough to give him his fourth win. That yeah. put on the last man. Unbelievable, wasn't it? To be fair, though, it takes some stones to do what he'd done on the Saturday, just winging that drive out of bounds. And then to, well, to do that and then to come back and, like he says, he's hit his best ever three wood he's ever hit in his life there. Yeah, well, and, and he said his best ever putt as well. So that's it's, the best best putt he's ever hit. We talked about just putting there. It's going to be an interesting conversation, that isn't it? With, uh, I don't understand the whole routine process of standing up, lining it up, keeping the ball marker there, lining up behind it and then waiting, stepping away, picking your ball marker up and then hitting the thing. Exactly, yeah. That's what like what Connor just said as well. It's It's... He's not. He knows he's not allowed to do it, but that's as close as you're getting to lining someone up, isn't it? Yeah. But I think as well, do you know, a couple of things on the rules here that I want to talk about from this AT&T. So that Maverick McNeil, what's his name, McNeil? Maverick McNeil, yeah. McNeely won. Yeah. So, McNeely won, yeah. So, he comes second by two shots, granted Berger made the eagle on the last. Yeah. And granted Berger had a bit of a rules thing as well, but McNeely, he's there and he's got his ball and he, he knows it's fluffing, fluffy in the rough. He's chipping and it obviously falls into off it, the club makes it move, doesn't it? Yeah, well, as he's I just, well, that, it's I just saying, as he's putting it down, yeah. Yeah, so what I was saying is I don't know if this is allowed or not, but are you allowed to get a ball out your bag and put it on the grass and put your club down to see how it's gonna re- how the ball's gonna fall? But it's no. not actually practice no. No, it's practice it is practicing. Why is it? Well, because you 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 you're practicing to see what the how the, how the grass reacts. I'm practicing to see if your ball's going to fall. Yeah, it's going to move. Yeah, but that's exactly the same as chipping it onto the green to see how fast it goes. No, Not... because you're chipping on the green, you're getting a, a a judge for the the distance and a judge for the bounce and a judge for the feel. But this is literally you're just seeing it. Like if if my ball's in that position, you put it there and you put your club. And then it falls, you're like, right, I'm not going to put me, I'm going to start from that far away now. No, not having that one. <laughs> I just don't think we'll get away with that. We've just been talking about how to speed play up, and then you've got Rory getting getting a couple of balls out of his bag, putting it either side of the ball to see whether or not you're going to get the ball. That's what came into my mind when I seen it fall over. I thought, why are you just getting the ball out and have a check? <laughs> I just can't see well, that one going. I just no, can't see well, that anyway, one 
All right, well, sorry, Maverick, we can't save you on that one. But who you can save is Daniel Berger, which he won by two anyway. But if like if that rule did come into play and he, and he or he didn't get that penalty, he would have been like leading. He would have been ahead of Berger, wouldn't he? Until going, when Berger's going down the last. Well, he'd have been seventeen under, yeah, because he finished sixteen yeah. under. So that birdie that Maverick got on eighteen would have got him to seventeen under, and then one shot behind. It's a lot more pressure. Exactly, a lot more pressure for the start and. Did you see actually what happened? He, he hit it, it went over the path and then it went onto the grass. So the grass is there and then there's the, the boundary of the course is there. Yeah. Which is, that's, that's out of bounds because it's out of the boundary. Which the is other the side, thing. the but, other side of that path, yeah. Yeah, but there was a, a, a white line on the right side of the path. So he could stand there and he, was, he could physically have played that ball. It was there, perfect, but it was just on the other side of a painted line for that yeah. week. And yeah. I'm like, it Come wasn't on, like the the, bar, the course is there. It's, it's 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 fair enough. Do you know what I mean? Well, yeah, because there, there was a fence to somebody's garden, wasn't there, right next to it? And it's yeah, exactly. It, it, exactly I, I, yeah. Under, I understand if it goes to the fence and you've got to climb over that it's out of bounds. But I totally agree if if it's on that little major grass because if that goes if that bounces a little bit harder off the off the path, it hits that it hits that fence and probably comes back onto the path and rolls to the other side of it and it's in bounds. Well, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Or oh, put the stakes in the bush. Or make the bush the outer bounds. There was roads. You can't obviously the listeners can't see this, but there was a foot of grass between the fence and the path, and the, yeah. the line was on the left. Was closer to the path, and then it was. I just thought it was dead funny. It was Berger picked his ball up and like done like a basketball throw off the ball over the fence into the garden. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen that, yeah. But you know, talking about that eighteenth hole, Cyp- the cypress tree right in the middle of the fairway. Tom Hoagie, final final knock. Hit it right at that tree and lost lost his ball. The tree is in the sure. middle of the fairway. It went straight into the tree, yeah, and then he couldn't find it, so it didn't it didn't drop down. One of the caddies, I'm not sure whether it was Speed's caddy or it was uh, Hoagie's caddy, who got up the tree looking for it, uh, and then because it's three minutes, a time had lapsed and he couldn't find it. Um, he hit it and he hit the ball, his, se- his, his second ball, in the exact same position, but this time it went through the tree and came out the other side and was in the middle of the fairway. Oh, and then you know how much is that costing him? Well, this is it. He, I think he, he, I think he ends up with a bogey at the end, and maybe just outside the top ten or finished top ten for the tournament. I can't quite remember, but you're right. It's you costing him money because he's coming down the last, isn't he? And, and another shot, any shot is a place, isn't it? Well, that's it. It's the money, but it's the it's the FedEx points. There's a couple of oh, tournaments. Yeah, Hoagie's, Hoagie's been up there, and it it it, it does that stop him getting into the WGC events and things. So, and, and on a Ryder Cup year as well, all this all this stuff's every, important. Every all every penny important. Every penny counts, as they say. But that wasn't that wasn't the biggest drama of the of the week. Nate Lashley. We're going to talk about him. Oh, mate. <laughs> what is he Nate up to, Lashley? Nate Lashley. For a start. You put him for par and you walk off with a what is your tri- a double, triple got. So, one hundred and fifty yards in, one hundred and fifty yards in on sixteen, and he's tied for the lead at the time with with Berger. It wow. hits it, hits it long, chips it to thirteen foot. So you got to, and to be fair, at the time, obviously you might be, you might want to fact check this, but I'm pretty sure he was strokes gained the putting leader for the week. His putting well, we'll was do- phenomenal. We'll say is for the purpose of the story to build up a bit of excitement. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin. So he was he was Stokes game putting leader for the yeah. tournament. He you'd watched it all day and on the Saturday he was holding those thirteen footers for fun. And so he knocks his thirteen footer about three foot past, four foot past, 
misses the next one, misses the next one, four putts, and oh then he just God, just goes just goes whack and just slams his putter into the ground, and then just walks away, doesn't repair it. So he's been getting um, slaughtered on the social media, saying that he's, has um, he been fined or anything? He will do. I'm not sure whether he's being fined yet, but he will get fined for that 100%. Yeah. So that's going to come out of his pocket. But then do you know how much he lost just off that alone? How much? Half a million pounds. Half a million dollars. Yeah. So Maverick McNeely won 800k. Berger won 1.4 mil. Uh, McNeely, 800k. There or thereabouts. And he ended up winning 300k. So half a million in, dif- in difference, and he's been putting brilliant. So then, two, if he'd have two putted, he'd have tied second with McNeely. So either oh either shared, word. either shared that pace, half a million difference, maybe just a bit less. I wonder, like, I'd like to see what he actually put that down to. I didn't really hear his interview afterwards, like lapsing concentration, nerves. Like, what is it? It depends whether he's looking at leaderboards. You're pretty sure he's going to. He's what has he won once before on tour? Has he? Yeah, he's 38 years of age, so. He's not getting any younger, so maybe that could have been 1.4 mil for winning. Yeah, 38, makes... man. Like, how old's Westwood? Like, how old are these other... 38's not old at all. I know, yeah, I suppose. I suppose it depends. In yeah, the but... prime of his life. <laughs> <laughs> Same age as Tiger. What am I even talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I just say a six that day when Cantley had that 62 on the first day. Do you know what he was for his last 36 holes? Well... Like, because obviously the, the last day of last week and then the 62 that he opened with, 21 under. For how many rounds? Two. Oh, my God. Mental, I don't know. If he'd have won this week, he'd have been fifth in the world. Really? If he'd have won this week, he'd have gone to fifth in the world, can't we, yeah? They just throw them world ranking points around for, for no man's business, don't they? <laughs> and you're just stickler for you, though, that you don't like, like that at all, do you? I just think you need to be winning multiple times to be in the world top ten. Yeah, but yeah, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a great one for you though, and we'll come on to we'll come on to him next. The nineteen-year-old left-handed left-handed sensation shot a sixty-four in his first round. Do you know what he shot second round? Don't say seventy-three. Seventy-three. Oh my god! <laughs> he? he shot a seventy-three round too. Yeah. Uh, I've, you know what? I've actually been doing a fact find on him. Like, look, finding all mad information about him. Like, I have a little a new segment I was going to talk about. Like an um, one to watch segment. That'd be interesting, yeah. And I know he's already buried, like he's already on the tour, but... I think he's played know, double-figure events, hasn't he? It's like yeah. 10, 10, 11 events or something. But I'd say maybe people that are listening and they don't really watch the golf or like don't really watch much PJ Tour, it's, it could be good to maybe find someone a bit younger. Because like, he, yeah. he come on the scene at 17, this fella. Was he that young? Yeah. yeah, yeah. 17, got a sponsor's invite. So he's only 19 now, isn't he, as you said? Yeah. And um, he was the world number one junior. When he, when he was 17, like he's 16 going on 17, he's shooting 63s at Pinehurst. So he's tipped to, to come through and he um, he won the like, does Dustin Johnson World Junior Golf Championship record holding minus 10. And then he's just, he was going to go to college and he, he said school doesn't suit him. So we come onto the PGA Tour 17, didn't really know what was happening, like didn't really get his bearings. And he was saying in his interview uh, that the lockdowns really helped him. Really helped him find out what he wants to do, what he needs to work on, get a plan together, and and then start making a runner. The PGA Tour, like it was competing against the big boys, sort of thing. Well, look, if you're op- if you're opening up with a 64 and you cut and you a couple off the league got after day one, and you've got the top players in the world playing, all right, it was a shortened field. The 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 big superstars weren't there, but you still had the likes of your Paul Casey, 
Patrick Cantley players who are winning. Exactly, yeah. Who are winning. They're going to carry on winning this year by the sounds of things. Casey and Cantley up there every single week, aren't they? Exactly, yeah. yeah. And not, not just the 64. And 18 out of 18 greens, 64. Wow, that was unbelievable, yeah. that. At, at Pebble Beach, first time since uh, Ryan Palmer, 2008. Unbelievable. Like, that, that was amazing to see. It seems like it's, we, we spoke we spoke about the lefties last week, didn't we? Um, Bobby McIntyre breaking into the top 50 in the world. Uh, obviously, yeah. we, we, we quoted that as the best lefty in the world. But it seems like a, a, a change of the, of the tides, isn't it? Where you've got Mickelson and Bubba. Changing on, of the lefties. Yeah, Mickelson and Bubba on the way out. And then you've got uh, Batia and McIntyre coming in to take over. It's amazing that the, the left-handed is that minority. Because I reckon most people who are left-handed just get given right-handed hand-me-down golf clubs to start. Phil Mickelson's, Phil Mickelson's right-handed and he was given left-handed clubs. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. So, it's like, yeah, it's whatever, then it's money, amount of money again. <laughs> Opposites attract. It is, it is bad. But I know an unbelievable tournament and Daniel Berger takes his fourth PGA Tour Championship. He's won back-to-back seasons now. Do you know what's interesting? He's won Daniel Berger. I don't not like him, but I just don't really care when he's on the telly. Well, he's, one of them sort of golfers. He, he was asked. He was asked. He was asked in his post uh, his post tournament conference whether or not he he seems himself as an underrated golfer. And straight away, didn't he went? Yeah, I am underrated. He played the Florida State team at Brooks Koepka, didn't he? Um, he come up through the ranks with with with, with those guys, and he said, um, "I know that I can make it as world number one." And people might laugh at that, but. I know what my abilities are. So, be interesting. Well, do you think he's got it in him? I don't know. I'd have to have a full look on his his other free win. Has he ever won when all the big boys there? Has he fended off a of Dustin Johnson and a, a Patrick like Reed and all the other big boys? That, like, I don't know why I've just mentioned Reed as a big boy there. <laughs> <E>. Yes. <laughs> What's well, just the edit? Edit. <laughs> edit alert. <laughs> do, do, why did they just say Patrick Reed? Man? I feel sick. He is though, isn't he? We've spoke about him. He's one of the big well, ones. Well, uh, Justin not... Johnson or, or uh, Bryson's and your, and your Rory's as he found like I'll have to have a look at that. But do you know what? If he keeps winning, how can he not be world number one? I know. Well, this is it. I'm not sure. That's his. That's his fourth win. He's 15th in the world rankings now, and he's 10th in the FedEx. He's only 27 years of age. Been a pro yeah. for eight years. Well, it's like um, I can't remember who said it, but you've the goal has got to be. To try and be the best, like Sean Tandro, Sean Tandro, that your goal has got to be to try and get to the best possible standard you can get to, like, and that is the world number one golfer. So, whether it's unrealistic or not, if you're out there winning on tour, you're giving your best, sort, your best sort of shot to get there. Yeah, if you've like, if you've been out there and you've won a golf tournament, why would you ever not step on the first tee on a Thursday and not think that you can win it? Exactly. You'd be a fool too, wouldn't you, if you know your capabilities? But it's a good point that you make, and we'll check that out to see whether he whether he is winning these tournaments with the short and field, or whether he's going toe to toe with the with with the big with the big fellas like Patrick Reed and beating them. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? Um, do you know? I've had we've had a bit of a um, a listener um, complaint. Okay. Um, we don't. We still not doing enough on our fact checks. Okay. We're not coming, and that that comes from uh, my brother. That. <laughs> I said, uh, okay. I said, you don't even fact check them anyway you're just saying it you don't fucking back it up <laughs> let's do it then we'll definitely 100% Berger, Daniel Berger I'm writing Keenan, this down right we'll, this check that. we'll check that we'll check Berger's that Berger's wins but no it was it was uh, considering the field that was out was out there I really enjoyed it 
uh, that course is just phenomenal, isn't it? Some of the oh, views, I just amazing. can't. You played there before? Me? No, mad at you. Man, we've been the Masters, haven't you? So I wasn't sure. Uh, did you know about that, yeah? <laughs> Didn't think there was nothing you haven't done. but uh, No, it's on the list. 100%. We'll have to get over there. It's anyone on listen- the list, man. Any, anyone listening who's a member there, I can get us on. You know where, yeah, to, exactly. con- you know where to contact us. At Bogey Boys Pod. It's, uh, can you just rock, go and um, play, yeah. can you? Yeah, yeah you can. Perfect. It's not cheap, though. Uh, it doesn't matter, does it? And I don't know what the waiting list is for tea times as well. I imagine it's going to be quite heavy. Book us in now. Get us booked <laughs> in. Birdie bogey bus time. Right. Uh, before we start this, do you think we should get a little birdie bogey bus? We've been like we've been talking about that. Maybe so we I, can just cli- clip yeah, it in. Hundred <laughs> percent. I said this when we first started. We need a little birdie bogey bus. Birdie bogey bus. Yeah, that happens. You sound sound yeah. effects. Yeah, let's get it in. I get to work. Get to work and you get it. to work you get to work on that then that's <laughs> <laughs> love making a job for me don't you what's your baby son <laughs> my baby is dad is um getting to number four in the uk golf podcast chart wow is it i'll give myself a round of applause for that i'll give you a round of applause too well done kev well done unbelievable it yeah. is unbelievable stuff yeah it's a proud moment for us as a podcast we've only been going six months we don't want to to milk this but we're going in why not celebrate the celebrate the wins? Yeah. Next, where's the next stop, Kev? Next stop is world domination. That's it. Number one. We're after that number one spot. We're coming for you. But it's like it's like boxing. Isn't it? You've got to do. You've got to defeat the British. Then you go to European. Then you go to the world. Where are we now? Go, there's, there's levels. We're just we're about to just fight for the British title at the minute. Yeah. <laughs> and it's on to world domination. Now, and yeah. it was when woke up on Sunday morning to see that I was. I would. I wouldn't say I was shocked because I think people people are liking the podcast, aren't they? And we're getting no, some good definitely. feedback and things. So, um, again, thanks to everyone for the support on that. It's amazing stuff. No, thank you very much. Uh, we wouldn't do it if, if no one was listening, would we? No, definitely not. I don't know. I do like the sound of my own voice, though. I so I might still. <laughs> you definitely do like that. <laughs> What's your birdie then, brother? Annika Sorenston. She's Pardon? coming. Out. Yeah, she's coming out of retirement. After 13 years to play in the Gamebridge Championship in Florida. No way. Yeah, that's like, for, for the women's sport, that's like the return of Tiger Woods, that. She's the superstar, yeah. isn't she? She's won 90 times as a pro, 72 wow. times on the LPGA Tour. Um, and she's also going to play the Women's US Open. Nice. Yeah, she's she won it. I know, I know. Well, I think she's, I think it's 10, 10 majors, I think she's won, maybe. Could be more. Could Imagine be. she won it, man. I know, but you know, she retired in 2008. Did she? Yeah. Yeah, I was shocked to see that. I didn't realise she'd been out the game that long yet, but a return after 13 years. Well, did she, why did she retire? Um, it's, yeah. it, it, it said that she won a 10th major, I think in like 2006, 2007, and two years a game just went downhill. And I think it was probably just to save Grace. But, yeah, because I, I know that Lorena Ochoa, she was well number one, wasn't she? Chopping, like winning all sorts, and then she went to be a stay-at-home mum. Yeah, wanted she be, was. Be, wanted to be with the kids and all that. So yeah, I'm not sure. I, do, do you know what I was looking at this, the 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 wins that she said? She she stopped at ninety. I'm thinking surely. Oh, the wanna. You're going to carry on to the 100, aren't you? Oh yeah, definitely. You wouldn't want to stop at ninety, but yeah, ninety professional wins, seventy-two LPJ Tour wins, and she's returning next week. Um, in the first is she, tournament, she got the most ever. I would say. So. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I would say so. I've not looked at. This, I've not looked at that. 
we'll have to look at that because if she's already that far ahead, she's probably just thought, oh, let them catch me. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she's got, she, has, she has got a family now, though, hasn't she? So maybe it was the fact that she wanted to... I think she's got a couple of, couple of kids, so maybe it was the fact that she just wants to start a family. She's done all she maybe, could. Yeah. That's always the... The battle the women have got, isn't it? It is, it's um, they, They've obviously, they've, they're the ones who are going to have to go through all that, aren't they? So they, exactly, they have to, yeah. Michelle Wee's just had a child, hasn't she? So again, she... Well, it's not, even just the, it's not even just the going through it as well. It's just once it's the baby's born, it's like that maternal instinct. They want to be by the mother all the time and going away for or taking the kid with it for four days. It just doesn't no. work, does it? No, definitely not. Definitely so not. That's to take away the body changes and all that sort of stuff they have to go through. So it's a bit of a nightmare, really, isn't it? Yeah. But that's my birdie for the week. Just thought yeah. that was to see the uh, see the legend back playing. Uh, we'll Amazing. be covering we'll be covering that next week alongside the WGC. So um yeah, be good to see how she gets on. Very good, yeah. Hope she does well. Right. My bogey is the rules of golf just to do with my head in at the minute. <laughs> Go on. Are we talking specifically? <laughs> just- well, they were talking, yeah, that white line that was on the floor, like for Burgers one. And we're talking like that that kid's ball just falling, like even I the Russell know, Knox, just... even the Russell Knox one. I couldn't believe that. Russell Knox, the exact same thing, addressed the ball, the ball moved, and he was told by the rules official at that point there's no penalty there. And then three holes later, the rules officials tracking him down to say, Oh, by the way, no, there is a penalty there. And it's you know what, and it's not even just rules in Golf, it's rules in general, like football, the VAR has gone out the window, they don't know what's going on there, like rules with regulations in the country, don't know what's going on there, like nobody seems to know how to make a rule. Bogey and the Patrick Reed saga as well, he's manipulated manipulated that rule to the tilt. Exactly, so you've got people like poor Maverick there, just putting his club down, getting a penalty, and you've got Patrick Reed picking balls up, burying fingers in grasses, like hiding things. The ref confused where's the ball, and then he gets away with it. And it's like, yeah, oh. well, that that you could you could hear what that maverick was saying, and he said, um, he turned around and said, if I'm being honest, I don't believe that I have made that ball move. I'll be honest, I don't think I have. But then the rules official said, well, yeah. we've checked we've checked the video, and just as you're about to put that down, you've touched the blades of grass, and the ball's moved forward, so you haven't. It's a shot penalty, and he just took it and fair so, play. So they, got up and they, they checked the video. They che- yeah, they checked the video, yeah. So why didn't they check the video on Reeds and see that it bounced? Well, because there was no con- there was no controversy from the ref. That was a problem. The ref just sided with him and said, yeah, I'm happy with that. He didn't say, oh, I'm not sure. Where is the other I'm fella? Not with it. Hang on a minute. This, is even getting- this could even turn into the bus here. So <laughs> they chase Russell Knox, down the- Russell Knox down the fairway and give him a penalty because they got the ruling wrong. But then they can clearly see Patrick Reed cheating on camera and they don't chase him down and give him a penalty. They couldn't see it, could they? Because he's picked the ball up and then the refs felt and the refs felt that it's it, the it, the ground's broken, so it's embedded. So the refs made that call based on him being there and feeling it, where there's no feel involved for Russell Knox and there's no feel involved for Ma- Maverick McNeely. So theirs is basically the video has the video shows the ball move. So what they need to determine is did that player make that ball move or not? If they did then it's a shot penalty. If they didn't, then it's not. So with McNeely, they were standing there for a couple of minutes talking it through and the ref was on the radio to people in the room where they were watching it. And then I think another guy come on at the end and he just said, look, we've seen it. As he's put it down, he's touched the blades of grass and then the ref said, look, as, you, you've, as you've touched the grass at the same point, it, it, it seems as though you've made that ball move. So because of that, and then even Fardo said, if you're ever unsure... 
get three inches above the ball and just play it like a bunker shot. Exactly. Yeah. If you, if you, I, I, sure. I thought the whole thing with the read was it, it, that the woman said it didn't bounce. Yeah. Yeah. So if you point. can check the camera, see it, see it did bounce, and then they realised that it wouldn't have plugged, and then they, they know that he's a cheating bastard. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. Mm. It's to be honest though, just because it bounces doesn't mean that if it's embedded that you don't get the relief because it can bounce. It's just for it to bounce and then embed is very very highly unlikely. But if it's embedded, regardless of whether it bounces beforehand, it doesn't matter. You still get relief. It's just if the ball's embedded at that point. Yeah, because I, I think we said the last week about that Mark Rowe saying, like, there's no way, impossible, that ball will ever plug off a bounce. Two seconds later, Mark Rowe's like, I swear on my life, it bounced and plugged. And he's like, yeah, well, when you believe Rory, so it's it. Well, <laughs> well, that's it, yeah. So even though it's bounced before, and we did, they did get a ridiculous amount of rain, didn't they? But no, I agree. They, yeah. It's the, yeah. uncer- it's the uncertainty of, of a rule, isn't it? And like it, it just shows, we talked about this last, was it last week or the week before, the week before with the Reeds saga? It's about integrity in golf, isn't it? It's always yeah. about, and, and that McNeely's Well, that's about- it. The integral players are getting killed off and the cheats are getting more bended in the, of the rules. Like even in club golf, you, you used to have to see the ball go in the water. Now you can be 95, over 95% sure. And my mates just stood there looking at me and I'm 96% sure that's where in the water there. I'm I'm all, I am always 96% sure. Exactly. <laughs> so, so it's a, a perfect like, example is SNA on the, is it the sixth, the par five? Another the ninth? Set, the ninth on the left. Yeah, and then the water, you, you could, oh, I, I, I'm like, probably pretty sure it went in there, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, because of the hill. Yeah. No, but the, um, the, the, burger, the, the, rules, the, the burger instance as well. I mean, if if Bryson, if that's Bryson DeChambeau's ball, do you think, what do you think's happening there? Exactly, there's gonna, it, there's gonna be, it, there's gonna be 10-15 minutes of back and forth. Wait, there. Another thing about the burger, a burger incident. He was on the path. His feet were on the path, so he would have got to drop the other side of the path. So he would have like, it's it's Birdieville then. Yeah, <laughs> it is Birdieville. Yeah, and he comes off with a seven double bogey because he has to go Absolutely. back to take. It didn't stop him with a tournament, but you, you're right. There's no, three, it didn't. There's, well, there's three incidents that's not, there. That's not the point. Yeah, there's three incidents there. Yeah, yeah. and then Patrick Reed done what he done and he ends up winning the tournament so yeah. and he could, could potentially have been disqualified so yeah yeah so we'll get off the rules like that's my bogey anyway what's yours what's yours mate uh, repeater last week we spoke about earlier it's the speed saga nah. build build up build up build up leads going into the Sunday and then just crucifies you three or four holes in and you're thinking he's two or three back now and it's like oh my god you just no. don't really. You just don't have the confidence in them at the moment to no. come from behind three or four shots. But no, then exactly. it got towards the end of the round, and then he he gets in. It gets to one, and I think it's the fourteenth, the par five, and makes a bogey. Yeah, I'm just thinking, oh, where's that come from? It's like on the Saturday as well, in the second hole, he just makes a bogey on the par five out of nowhere. It's putting on, and then it, and then it just turns off, does it? Well, this is it. This is the frustration, and that's why he's me bogey because he's just—he's not me bust like last week. He wasn't me bust because he's nearly there, and it's gonna—it's gonna happen. It's—it is gonna happen over the next couple of weeks. I just know he's gonna win a tournament, but because I want him to win so bad because I'm a big fan of his, it's me bogey. Yeah, well, it's interesting that you've kept the same bogey because I've kept the same bust. So they just—I literally got my PowerPoint presentation. I deleted it, and I thought, you know what, that is staying as the bust. But I'm 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 add a little bit to it. So it was Spieth not getting the job done, is me bust. But more in depth than that, making me put up a video on Instagram saying, "Guess who's back? 
Back again. <laughs> She's back. <laughs> and then and then it took me ages to edit that. Like, <laughs> he was back and then he goes and blows it again. <laughs> it's perfect though, the shape on the on the on the the tracer. It was like half of a heart just the day before Valentine's Day as well, wasn't it? it I was didn't like... even I didn't even clock that. Yeah. <laughs> I think what somebody done a done an edit and they done it um put on it the other way. Oh, I see. Of course, and it was like a little heart, yeah. Valentine's Obviously, thing. a lot more creative than me than on the old computers. <laughs> no, it was brilliant. That one I seen, that was amazing. Yeah. My bust is Nate Lashley. I was going to save the Lashley discussion for the bust, but we've already spoken about it because we had to. But yeah, those extra two puts costing him half a million dollars. Oh. oh. And that's it. At the end of the season, that could be the difference between them getting um, getting in the FedEx playoffs, you know. And from thirteen foot, it's not so much that he's four putted because I mean they shouldn't four put, but it does happen. It's the fact that he's putted so well all week, and that's not being his weakness. He's putted so well, and he goes and four puts from thirteen foot. I think, like, if me or you or a twenty five handicapper four putted from thirteen foot, it'd be the bust. Yeah. Never mind the tour pro. I was I was sort of going to give him the birdie for not snapping every single club in his bag. Just give him the yeah, just give him the bus for not throwing himself in the lake. To be honest, <laughs> so he done well on he done well on um, on eighteen not to just lash that in the Pacific. Oh my god! You should have lashed that straight into the Pacific. Lashley did. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't, did he? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the birdie bogey bust. That's it, brother. Another week, another week passes us by. Another interesting, uh, good, bad, and ugly. But it, yeah. it leads it leads us nicely on to Ryder Cup season, Ryder Cup nineteen fifty three. Ryder Cup itis, as they keep saying on on Sky. Ryder Cup itis, it's the year, isn't it? It's going to be, it's going to be a big build up. We're going to keep talking about it, and we move we move on a couple of years now to nineteen fifty three at the Wentworth Club. Yeah, interestingly, I seen that this one was in October, and like the last British one was in uh, September, and then a different the, the, the months keep moving. The American in England, one was in, the American to... one was in November as well, and yeah, and one of them was in September, like one of them was in a different month as well. I think it just goes keep... back to the, I think it goes back to the point that we made last week is that they just weren't really bothered about the Ryder Cup. I don't think back then <laughs> missing missing days out, so they go and watch a, a college football game. Uh, exactly, yeah. It's getting closer though, isn't it? The, the, the scores. It is. This one was very close, yeah. And the finish on this one as well. Uh, God rest his soul. It was a debut for Peter Alice, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Well, I was say, the, the average age for the um, British, the great British team was 35 and he was 22. So he's bringing that average down considerably, isn't he? Yeah, there was him at 22 and there was another English guy, I can't remember his name, he was 23. Is it Hunt, was it? Benjamin, yeah. someone Hunt, um, and he played. Mike, 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 I think it was Mike Hunt. <laughs> <laughs> Say that fast three times. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it was um, it was good. It was at the Wentworth Club. We were still with the twelve point format, so two foursomes. I think this ran up to nineteen fifty nine. It was sixty one when it changed to the format that we're dealing with now. But interestingly, um, the British team was selected by a committee this time. So All right. they had trial matches the weeks before, um, and then the committee picked the final ten players. So it was two teams of ten. Um, and try, then, you try, you, anyone could just try out like for the Ryder Cup. 
Yes, no, I think they, they the committee selects 17 players. Oh, right. And out of those 17 players, they go and do a trial. It was at the Wentworth Club as well, so it was good for the practice uh, before the tournament. And then the hey, committee... Not a bad shout. Yeah, the committee. So you use gelling, so you use working. Like, that's what they should do, man. Yeah, it is. Not so a t- bad shout. Not a bad shout at all, yeah. So, um, But then the Americans team, they were a points-based system. So the winner of the PGA Championship in 52 and 53 got automate, automatic points, got automatic place, sorry. Yeah. And um, then the other eight places were based on the top point scorers. So similar to the way it is now. Apart yeah. from that, now you've got the captain's picks as well and the majors not involved. So it was just interesting to see how, how it all went down. Yeah, well, another interesting point is they had an Irishman in this one as well. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah, an Irish player. Well, it's Great Britain, isn't it? Ireland's not part of Great Britain. So okay. this is where they must have changed. They must have changed it from to Great Britain and Ireland. Not this year. Oh, but GB it doesn't, and I it doesn't, actually, it doesn't actually say that, but it's called Great Britain. It says Great Britain on all the all the things that you read. But Team there Great is an Britain. Irishman in there. So oh, they must yeah. Have, yeah, and he the reason I think being for that is he won ten Irish PGA Championships. And this he, fella. Threw, he just threw him in. Harry Bradshaw. I wonder, yeah. how that, I wonder how that conversation went down then. Do you mind if we just bring, bring uh, an Irish well, Yeah, but yeah. I'll tell you why, why they might have done it. Um, in the 1949 Open Championship, right, he, he lost in a playoff to Bobby Locke at St. George's. And um, what happened was he hit his ball into the fairway on the fifth and it come to rest against a piece of glass of a broken bottle. And he, instead of getting relief, which he could have got, he just played it and it only went about 20 yards and he ended up losing, back, like it ended up getting into a playoff and that cost him inevitably. So why has he done that? Oh, obviously, lunatic, isn't he? But... <laughs> I thought you were going to come with one of your smart ones then. Well, I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> it, just, it just says, it just says rather, rather than taking a drop, which he would have been entitled to, he, he elected to play it and um, only moving it slightly forward. And that's got him, he ended up getting into a playoff and, End up losing. Very strange. Very, very strange. So I think they've said, I think they felt sorry for him and they've said, right, you know what? Because you've done that with the bottle, come join the Ryder Cup. Come join the Ryder Cup, son. Yeah, feel sorry for you. Yeah. But it was him. Um, <laughs> feel it, sorry for you. It, like we say, it was six and a half, five and a half. So it was the closest one yeah. that we've spoke about yet. Um, and we actually, the, the, the British team actually had a put on 18 to win the final match and it would have tied up. Um, the, the the tournament at six apiece, and it would have been a tie, but he missed his put and I handed it to the to the USA. So it seems like this is the first one that got a well, bit. It of... wasn't him, was it? <laughs> what? It wasn't him, was it, Bradshaw? <laughs> <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was Hunt. It was it was Mike Hunt. <laughs> Mike Hunt. <laughs> uh, ben, Bernard Hunt. His name is twenty three year old Bernard Hunt. Uh, right, what's well, so a rookie then as well? He was a rookie as well, yeah. So it was actually Peter Ellis and Bernard Hunt. Uh, they needed one and a half points um, in the last two matches to, to win to, to win it. Uh, Alice lost his match down 18, and then Hunt had a put on 18 to, to win his match right, well, to half the match, and then he gets... It he just shows it. you with the, the, the strategy of having your strongest players as your anchor, not rookies, as custom. There you go. That is, yeah. But well, the, the, uh, they've had experience from the from the from the tail end, and they would have they, they could have actually won that one. But another one to the USA as we move on next week. But six in a row, six in a row now. Yeah, yeah. We get one eventually. I don't know what happens next year, but watch this space. We're back onto it. Yeah. Golf this week, the Genesis Invitational. Yeah. 
I know I said I was going to come with a big fact check about um, them getting the extra stands and the extra tickets for Tiger Woods, but it seems to be evading me that information on the internet, but it's definitely true. So you're just going to have to take me word for it. Well, he's the host, isn't he? Tiger yeah. hosts that event, yeah. So, uh, I know he played, he played last year, didn't he? Um, made the cut, but I think he finished dead last after the cut, so... No, he donkeyed around. Yeah. But Justin Johnson returns. Um, for the se- this is going to be the second time he's teed it up on American soil since the Masters. Hey. <laughs> uh, he won back here in 2017 as well, so... Nice. Another one that we could be looking to back in the, in the pitch. I, we'll I, do, I don't see how he loses. I just really don't. I know. I know. I had to look at the course as well, and obviously watching this over the years, it's there's just trees everywhere. It's yeah. it's, a dri- it's definitely a driver's course. And that's it. And like Tita Green, there's no there's no one better. No, and if he's worked on that putting for those thirty minutes that you were talking about last week, then we could see him. Yeah. I, can't, I can't believe he didn't send in his video from from, from doing the Bogey Boys Challenge. To be honest, yeah, <laughs> he didn't do that. But it's a big week, big week for a number of reasons. Um, anyone not already in the WGC at concession next week, if they can make it into the top ten, they'll get a spot. That's good, isn't it? So it's a lot to pay for, isn't it? Lots to play for, yeah. That's what I was saying about last Lashley last week. You know that uh, could have, that could be the difference between getting in these WGC events. Those four puts. Oh well, yeah, it is, isn't it? Like that's that's it costing them in so many different ways, and 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 mentally as well. Having a four put would be killing, like beating himself up over it, isn't he? Well, if he plays well again this week and he's he misses out by a couple of couple of shots from getting to the WGC, and then he misses out on the FedEx at the end of the year because he didn't play that WGC and would have got X amount of cash for it. Man it's no. just it's it's the rope, but you can't think like that. He won't be thinking. No, like you that, can't. But, but... It, the statistics speak for themselves, don't they? Yeah, that's it. I tell yeah. you, you know, speaking of big, big weeks, Willie Mack, there he is. Yeah, I heard about him. He got in. He got in because of the COVID situation with Kamayu Johnson, didn't he? Oh, did he get that as well? I just know that he's got Tiger Woods gives the um, the Charlie Sifford exemption to one player at this event every every year, and is he's that got he, it this year. Did he get it? Yeah, I know he did. He did yeah. play in the he did play in the Farmers Insurance, um, but, yeah. missed, but missed the cut. Camu Johnson was meant to play in it, and he, he got he got a positive COVID test. So, Mach got in. I, I don't I don't know too much on him to be honest. I was trying to find a bit on him, but I couldn't. But I just know that he's getting the um, the exemption this week. So it's one it, to watch. Yeah, with the, you've got to be in it to win it, haven't you? Yeah. Do we know what that exemption's for? Is it just a you get um, to spon- a sponsor pick? It sponsors pick, is it? It's just yeah. Well, Target picks it. Target get Target and gives it out. All right, okay. Must so I don't know what what, it, what it exactly he's for. All I could read of it that he played twenty seven holes at Riviera last week behind Happy um, Happy Gilmore behind Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like uh, behind Adam Sandler, who is Happy Gilmore? There you like, go. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, Adam Scott won here last year. Yeah. Got vengeance from his two thousand and sixteen. Um, it was rained off after thirty six holes, and he was leading, but he wasn't he wasn't given the title. After tournament finish, it just got cancelled for that year. And interesting about conditions playing a big part this week. Uh, it does get wet, so it's it's looking like it's going to be a bombers course. This one playing into DJ's hands, playing into DJ's hands exactly. Yeah, because as as we find out every week, you can't just bomb it. You've got to be it accurate as well. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, interesting about the um, about the, about about the rain and the weather in two thousand and one. 
Um, after 72 holes, the Riviera Country Club holds the record uh, for most players in the playoff. Six of them went at it. Really? Yeah, six of them went at it after after 72 holes. It was a tie and it was lashing down and they all went out before... Before night four, before the night come in, and well, man, seeing a little bit of playoff this week, I've met a couple of big boys like DJ against Bryson or something mad up there. Boss playoff, Bryson and Brooks, I'd like to see. Yeah, and DJ get a lot of them in there. Fitzpatrick, see if he says anything to Brooks or <laughs> yeah. Bryson. Sorry, imagine <laughs> well, he all got things on the big straightener on the on the on the eighteenth or whatever they play. <laughs> Bryson will just squash them all, only. Yeah, yeah exactly. but the, the Riviera Country Club, par 71, uh, 7,322 yards. It's hosted three majors, uh, the last one was the 99 PGA Championship, so it hasn't hosted one for a while. The, the, the standout holes, on the sixth hole, it's a par three, and you've got a bunker in the middle of the green. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. I've seen, I've, I've seen a few people chipping over it. Yeah, chip over that, so be interesting to see what, what, what comes comes to that hole this week. It's only a show about 165 yards the par three, so... Yeah. It's just making more work for themselves if they put another thing there because they know that pros are going to chip over it anyway. Obviously, they're expecting pros not to hit that side of the green where it happens, doesn't it? So, yeah. just, just open yourself up to put a wedge mark in your green, aren't you? <laughs> Definitely, yeah. <laughs> green, green stuff will be added this week, especially if it rains as well and it does get wet. A few chunks. Oh, big sloppy flop shot after the middle of the green. That's where you would take a four put in it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> put, put around the bunker. Around it. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've got then you've got the tenth hole, which is a drivable par four. Um, only three hundred and four yards. Jack Nicholas has actually come out and said it's one of the best tenth holes in major golf. I mean, you consider them the tenth at Augusta as well. Yeah, but it is, it's a fiddly bastard. Trees everywhere, so like I've said, it's going to play into the more accurate drivers. And and if it's wet, take that into consideration. It's not the shortest of courses, and you're finishing with a 478 yard par four. 61, the course record. I'm going to throw another mad one out there of that it's going to get beat. That I reckon someone's going to hit a 60. No way, I'll take that <laughs> 11 under, yeah, in one day. No, I'll take that bet. How much? Tenner. Okay, I'll take that bet. Lovely. Let's do that. I just, I just got these feelings, don't I? But they're mainly being wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm betting your money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, sure, you owe me a tenner anyway. Double or quit to a goal. <laughs> <laughs> the the field is unbelievable. You've got everybody there this week. Everybody. Everybody. DJ's back, which you mentioned before. Adam Scott's there to to defend his crown. You've got. Big Bryson's teeing it up. Brooks Kepka after a week off after his win. Uh, Daniel Berger after his win. Uh, Casey uh, Fitzpatrick's there. I tell you, they've got another top player. Another oh. top player. Molinari. <laughs> How have we missed that? <laughs> I know. I've always just thought of it. Top. <laughs> Absolutely. I was watching it with Dave, though. Do you know what he said? He was like, look at his left foot, and his left foot comes off the ground. You know, like all these are trying to do now with that new um, distance thing where they lift the, like what that Berkshire does, lifts the left side up and then transfers the weight. All right, Dave, yeah. Dave reckoned he was trying to get more um, more distance. He's never been a big hitter. He's always been consistently straight. That's what's always been strong about his game is he just doesn't miss fairways. Fairways to green, he's tee to green, he's amazing. And then he goes looking for that extra 10, 20 yards. And how many players have we seen, have we talked about, it messing them up? Well, just, there's not much more messing up than you get and then topping it. 
on, hey, on the track, on the scope tray, what's it called? The top tracing as well. He's so lucky, he's so lucky there wasn't a full field of um of fans there because that was on the first tee. One of the last outs on the tee, Francesco Molinari. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's he's back again next week. This week, sorry. Yeah, he's there as well. Yeah, and you've got Maverick McNeely, Justin Thomas, John Ram. Morikawa. Morikawa. It is it's, it's massive. I can't wait. To be honest, this is this is it. Now, this is the start of the build-up to the Masters. This is where we really get excited, isn't it? You've got this week, next week, you've got the WGC um, at the Concession Club, and then you've got Bay Hill, then you've got the players, you've got, and then no, you've got... I think you got. I think you might have one more in Florida. I can't remember off the top of my head. Then you'd have. Is it the Houston Open? And then we've got the Masters. Sickest. It's just non-stop. I've just clocked another one for a one-to-watch segment that we could um, start getting into. Do a little fact of like what, like what we done on um, the Vatia that today. Um, Tyler Strafasi. No, no, he's the US amateur champion, and he gets a spot in this in the Genesis. Oh, does he? Interesting, yeah. 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 Is he so, is he still amateur, or is he turned professional now? Not too sure. Just he's teaser up alongside the last three winners, Doc Redmond, Victor Hovland, and and the Ogletree. So if he hasn't turned pro, or if he has, he'll still, he'll still be young, won't he? So and you've never heard of him. I've never heard of him. So no, keep an eye on him. Fact, fact find on him for next week. Let's one do a fact watch. find. Yeah, one to watch. Let's keep that segment going. I like that one. I do, man. So it was an interesting week on the Order of Merit this week. You've taken yeah. me again. Yes, have I? Yeah. Maybe I thought I had a shocker. You did, but I had an even shocker, shocker. I had the top 10 though, didn't I? You did, yeah. So it was a low-scoring week overall. Um, not many people picked, picked up many points. The top scorer was 55. Um, and then low scorer was minus 30. But we won't name that person. <laughs> Why? It's your Kieran. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, <laughs> Keenan actually texted me saying, I, I think I've been picking off the European tour, have I? Can you check? Because <laughs> we're having the PGA now. Yeah. Um, so you you scored 18 points. You picked the Hoff, Charlie the Hoff. Hoff. Yeah. He, um, he got you in pot two in the top 10, and he got three bonus points as well for coming second in driving distance for the week. Yeah, the Hoffster, man. Picked up the some Hofstad. good points. Yeah. And then the rest, um, do you, who did you pick? Siwoo Kim. He missed the um, cut, didn't he? Pete, Pete, Peter Uline. Yeah. And um, I think Dustin Johnson. Is, I mean, can I remember Johnson? <laughs> you, finished, <laughs> you should get minus points for coming dead last. <laughs> yeah. Nah, man, I, got, I, got minus, I got minus five. Minus five for the week, yeah. mate. Yeah, terrible Who one. Did I, you had, pick? I had Jordan Spieth and then my other three missed the, all missed the cut. So Jordan Oof. Spieth got me a top ten and the rest of them just... Failed miserably. Three missed cuts. Well, well, I'll tell you what you told me once. I think you should start putting a bit more thought into this. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about thought. Let's let's see. Let's have your picks. Right. Obviously, DJ. I knew you'd do that. I haven't <laughs> picked, I haven't picked him this week. I knew you would. I knew you'd just jump on that. I hope he misses the cut. Yeah, well, but go on. I mean, all, all I speak about is how can how can he lose it and I'm not going to pick him. I know, but you know, go on. Uh, the Hofster because he he stepped me in good stead this week. Yeah, Charlie Hoffman. Interesting one. Now I can't believe he's part three. Dylan Fratelli. No, he hasn't been doing much since the Masters, but I'm gonna Fratelli. Yeah, but well, he hasn't uh, really played. Has he played though? Has he played much? Actually, I don't think he has. I haven't really heard I don't remember, him or seen him about. So I don't remember seeing him at the Desert Swing. 
No, he's supposed to took his money on, on at the Masters and just ran with it. Part four. A golden oldie, Stuart Singh. What a man. Right. He could he could puff four winning him. Recent, he's a recent winner, isn't he? He's won this exactly, season. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So interesting picks. I've gone for Justin Thomas. Nice. Um, I think he's so good off the tee. And if it gets wet and tight, then I think you could rely on him with his distance. And he finished second year in 2019. So yeah, well, why why not? Why not pick him? Yeah. Part two, I've gone for Maverick McNeely, because he McNeely won. Don't know how many more times I can use that, but there you go. Um, yeah, solid last week. Unlucky with the with the penalty shot, and in, in in other weeks he might have actually won. So yeah, uh, Maverick McNeely in pot two, pot three. Peter Malnati, he's a bit of a legend, isn't he? And he, yeah. I always I keep an eye on him because he is a legend, and he's always up there. You know, he always starts with like a four or five under day one. No, he does. Um, he is always about. He's so, he's he wants to make the cut, isn't he? Actually, I'm backing him. Yeah, I'm backing him yeah. for a cut maker. Yeah. So, and then finally, Troy Merritt, um, nine under, tied 16th last week. So he's hit a bit of form. Pretty similar to my, my Maverick McNeely pick. Yeah. I haven't really done much this season, but um, played well last week. So I'm just hoping for a cut made there. That's it. That's and that's it. my picks. Well, you got minus points last week. So you're gonna be hoping for something. <laughs> <laughs> I know that with me pot one making top ten speed. I was leading through day three. I thought, here we go, and then I checked. There we go. I thought I was thinking, I wonder how many others are getting on, and all three of them missed the cut. I was like, for fuck's sake! (laughs) (laughs) No, but really interesting, really interesting week of golf to look forward to. The Genesis Invitational, and then we've got just unbelievable golf. I can't wait from now until the Masters. I just anywhere on anywhere on Tiger being back, like or what? Um, he's, he's going to do any word on him nothing he's just gone quiet he said um, he was he's there super- this week he will be there yeah he's, yeah, he's got. He's, he's, he's going to be there yeah so hopefully someone collars him and asks him that you know that'd be boss yeah gets, get a bit of insight into what's going on we'll be able to see how he's walking and that honestly sure. if I see him travelling around in a buggy with a back brace on or something I'm going to, I'm going to do someone in <laughs> just don't do yourself in <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's it but look, another amazing podcast, another amazing. I loved it. Love, love these every week, mate. And like you say, we'll um, we'll be back for more next week to review the Genesis Invitational and to look forward to the WGC and the start of the LPGA Tour as well. That's um, it, the game, the game bridge in Florida. So it's all happening in Florida. Good few weeks coming up. Can't wait to talk about them. To be honest. Yeah, but again, until next week, we hope you all enjoyed the show, and we'll catch you soon. Ciao. Thank you.